Hello, and welcome to the Los Pollos Hermanos family. My name is Gustavo, but you can call me. Hi, I'm Lee. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Saturation Italicized on Weagle 91.1 FM. Tune in live at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for your weekly dose of art and design. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Saturation Italicized on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am your host, Lee. And I'm Lauren. And today, once again, we have some silly little fun design topics for you. We do. A lot of silly design topics. But first, I wanted to apologize for our absence the last two weeks. I know all of our eager listeners have just been waiting and wondering what happened to everyone's favorite design podcast. But to be um, completely frank with y'all, I was really sick two weeks ago, and it just wasn't going to happen. But last week, I went to a concert. Um, we did up in Birmingham, and I think I'm actually next week going to talk a little bit about that, talk about that experience, and um, talk about the band, which is the Front Bottoms, Um, but we'll save that for week four, what should have been week six. (laughs) Lauren, what's been new with you? You know, just living, laughing, loving design, drowning in my project, but it was due yesterday, so now we're just sitting pretty until the next project. Yeah, we had a fun little packaging project. Um, I don't know if fun is the word that I, w- I would use. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it a project. I would call it the bane of my existence. But yeah, same. We're For over sure. now. We're here. Um, we're on the uphill. I will forever hate packaging design. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Lauren, why don't you tell us a little bit about these fun, silly little graphic design topics today? Okay, so first, I want to talk about good and bad design because I feel like a lot of people think that art is really, or like that design is very subjective, which it is, but you can have good and bad design. So a good design includes aspects that are useful, easy to understand, and have better user experience. The father of UX design, which means user experience, Don Norman, said that good design is actually a lot harder to notice than poor design, in part because good design fits our needs so well that the, that the design is invisible. That, I've never thought about I've that before. I've never thought about but that either, that's but so it makes so true. much sense. Like, I think back before I realized I was, like, interested in graphic design, before mm-hmm. I knew what it was, like, I remember going through the stores and, like, you'd see like an array of fun like juice bottles or something and like I would just be like oh those are cool and not know why I was like drawn to them it's because it's targeted for the good audience yeah it's so targeted like it really is invisible like when it's really really good but then on the contrary if you see like bad design like I was looking at Milo's sweet tea the individual packaging Mm -hmm. for those the other day not good not good not good and I've literally thought about it it for like yeah I thought about it for two days now the same guy that just said that quote about good design he says bad design on the other hand screams out its inadequacies making it very noticeable so exactly what you just took the words right out of Don Norman's mouth life imitates art I know and another industrial designer i don't know how to say his name, but in the 1970s, he came up with 10 principles for good design. Wait, wait, wait. Let me try to say it. Uh, I did spend three weeks in German, in Germany, so I'm definitely uh, 
good for this uh dieter rams okay yes he's dieter a rams. german industrial designer and he says that good design is innovative makes a product useful has a good aesthetic makes product understandable it's not obtrusive it's honest durable and is consequent the last deal I don't even know what that means now that I'm reading it out loud. But <laughs> it also has as little design as possible, which he says, which I think is interesting because when you get into design classes, they talk about decorating versus designing. Mm-hmm. And I think non-designers like to decorate more yeah. than they like to design. I still, I struggle with that a little I bit. I do too. It's kind of hard to create an image that looks completely balanced, I think, without like you know, going with that natural urge to be like, I should fill this empty space mm-hmm. with something. And I think sometimes, like, maximiz- maximalism design looks wonderful. And, like, there's definitely maximalism design that's not, like, just decorative. But that's, like, I think a really difficult place to get to. I think so, too. I think it takes a lot of talent. What do you think has, like, what, in mm. your opinion, what is bad design? Um... I think bad design is design that doesn't cater to its audience properly. Yeah, I agree. If that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I've definitely seen stuff before, like maybe advertisements. Okay, wait. I've got a wonderful example of this. So I was watching Celebrity Jeopardy um, Mm -hmm. this weekend. And there was this one commercial that kept coming up of like eHarmony. And this is a little more uh, art directory, a little more um, like photo designy, But... Still a type of design. But it first had, like, a couple riding an electric scooter together. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, slowly panning to show the electric scooter. Okay. And so the person I was watching it and I, we were like, this has to be an electric scooter commercial. First we thought it was a perfume commercial because it was just two people, like, yeah. looking like they were kind of dancing together. So yeah. it was weird. It's a perfume commercial type thing. Yeah, literally. And then shows the electric scooter. We're like, it's got to be an electric scooter. And then it was an eHarmony commercial. Yeah, that's kind of random. And it's just, from an art director standpoint, it's like that's not representing what you're trying to sell there. Yeah. Also, eHarmony type face is ugly. I'll say it. (laughs) I'll say it. That's fair. Um, That's fair. My personal thoughts on bad design, I feel like I definitely agree. If it's not catering towards your target audience, you've kind of missed, like, the entire point. Yeah. Um, I also feel like inconsistencies. They use, like, too many weird fonts yeah. or too – not weird, but, like, just too many mm-hmm. and, like, too many colors. Also, if there's, like, an overload of information, that kills me. Yeah, and that has a little more to do with uh, marketing almost, I think, yeah. because you're deciding what has to be seen True. to sell a product. True, true. Um, yeah, body copy kind of kills me sometimes. But when it looks good, it looks so good. good. It looks so good. I was thinking about what you said about, like, too many fonts. Mm -hmm. And there's this one, like, if anyone here goes to Jack's to get food ever, notice the posters on the outside of the building um, about getting hired there. There are a lot of fonts. There's a lot of fonts. But that one is done kind of well, I think. Because I think they have really strong branding. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think they use... Don't they use, like, simpler fonts and then have one with kind of, like, a fun curve? Yeah, they use two, like, fairly neutral fonts, and mm-hmm. then they use one that is, like, a little southern, a little western. It has, yes, like, a flair yes. to it. See, but if you had, Perfect like... branding. But if you had three westerny fonts coexisting in one thing, that'd be Oh, yeah, much. it just wouldn't work. Yeah. So, like, you're right. You know, that wasn't even too many fonts, I guess, because it was two fonts that were kind of interchangeable. 
Yeah, but I, that's like a that's an example of good design. <laughs> I it's kind of funny now that we're in graphic design. It's easier to recall like good graphic design than bad. Yeah. Because I'm definitely, like, always on the look for same good branding and same. such, especially when I'm at the grocery store. That being said, a lot of groceries, like, I've noticed just have bad design. Like, like grocery stores or items in the store? Like, items in the store. And, like, I feel like that's so weird to me because I feel like every company would hire on a graphic designer. True. And so I'm like, is there a designer making this and choosing to make it this bland or what? We're going to get into that later on Ooh. why graphic design matters and oh, why, like, oh. how the packaging looks matters. Because some people, they don't think it matters, but it does. And we're going to so get to does. why it does. Because, like, especially when I was younger, like, I would gravitate, like, if I was getting a special little treat, Mm -hmm. a nice little drink or something, Mm -hmm. I'm going to gravitate to what has prettier packaging. Like, that's going to catch the eye of, like, a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Or if it looks, like, I don't know, particularly, like, healthy or something, even if it's not. Like, Vitamin Water branded itself as, like, a health, like, very transparent brand, only had the black and the white, like, Mm -hmm. very simple. Like, it was trying to show it was, like simple and clean Mm -hmm. and they had a lawsuit against them for that because it wasn't simple or clean or healthy interesting we can talk about that another week (laughs) it'd be crazy if i was just like i just dreamt that or something i was just slandering vitamin water on air right now but i'm almost certain that happened they they'll never know they'll never know i think we got off track where are we (laughs) your person i'm gonna go back to what i think is bad design okay Okay, color scheme let's talk color schemes for a second I really like I feel like people should pay more attention to that because colors conjure such a different emotion I I wish we had like a very formal color theory class same and I'm so mad that we don't and especially because in our first design class like foundations like so when you're taking the graphic design program at Auburn you take these two pre-courses before you actually apply to get in what were they it was like type and processes no that was after oh oh you're crazy but it was like the foundations of design foundation drawing Mm. and then the one with the 3d stuff which I can't remember I have like no recollection of that with the foam board Oh, 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 I don't know what that class was called, but that was all about the, like, maintenance of design. Yes. So Wait, I that was like a fun class. They Which color should have been, but exactly. we only worked in black and white. The problem was, I think the color unit we were going to do got cut short because of COVID when we got sent home. <gasps> and we couldn't do, oh, like, I the formal color now. unit. Because I remember hearing from other students that actually like got to take that in person that they had different colored paper and if you put them up next to each other like the colors will look completely different than if you put it next to a different color oh, I wish we could have done that I know I feel like that would have been so beneficial you never stop learning as a designer and that's just the next subject we uh, should have tackled years ago and we'll tackle next in our career yeah but you know what's next for the podcast Lauren what is it uh, it is a fun little song and a fun little ad break. Oh, I can't wait. And then you will be back to listening to Saturation Italicized on Weagle 91.1 FM. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we are back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am Lee. And I am Lauren. And I'm shocked by what you just did. And I don't <laughs> think it was that bad. She just swallowed her gum. Who swallows their gum out in the list? I want to know what listeners swallow their gum. I Is there even like a, is there a trash can in here? 
if there was a trash can, I don't think that I might have spit it oh, out. It's over there. Next time. Yeah. Next well, week. it's just gonna live in my belly for seven years. Fair it's enough. gonna make a home there. It's gonna be really happy. It's okay. gonna be happy gum. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. You know what would make me happy? Is it a segue? It's a segue. <laughs> We're talking about what is art. This what is, is it? It's really a complex question. It's one of my favorite questions to think about yeah. throughout the day. I'm going to give you a little example of kind of why this like movement of what is art, how it kind of originated. So back, we're going to throw it back to over 100 years ago. Art was created 100 years ago? That's when the concept of art was made? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Imagine how short art history, art history would be so short. You have like three classes and they're like, yeah, okay, exactly. well, that's about it. Okay, but on April 9th, 1917, Marcel Duchamp, I think is how you say his name, he submitted a quote-unquote work of art to an unjuried Society of Independent Artists in New York. So the society said they would accept any work of art as long as the artist paid the application fee. So Duchamp presented an upside-down urinal. He signed it and dated with, and it says, R period mutt, 1917, and he titled his work Fountain. So the board rejected his work saying it wasn't art. And Duchamp, who was on the board himself, oh. resigned. So it kind of begs the question, what is art? What are your opinions on art, Lee? What do you think? Well, it this is? is so um what is that contemporary artist who does is it Is it the paint splatter? No, 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 no. That's um Jackson Pollock. Yeah, that's Pollock. No, the guy who I mean he did something really similar to this guy. He, like, submitted, like, I think a water fountain as art for something, or he had, like, an exhibit. He's super popular right now. Why Why is his name not coming to me? Jeff no Jeff Coons. It's Jeff Coons, right? I have no idea who you're talking about. Hold up. Let's, we're going to do a little Google searchy search real quick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jeff oh. Coons. <gasps> Wait, I think I actually saw, I might have seen his work in real life. But it is that kind of stuff, right? It's, it's like, like the um, balloon Oh, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. We're just oh rattling my, oh my gosh, names. gosh, um, it'll come to me like far too late, like when I'm going to bed tonight or something. But no, but uh, that's been a concept played with before, of what around you is art, what can be considered art, and that's such a difficult question because like it took at least a, like a tiny bit of a designer or an artist eye to make anything, mm -hmm. to make anything. Like even if it looks ugly. Even if it looks bad, like, if you were sitting at a table, some type of designer had to decide to make it those dimensions, yeah. had to decide to make the top square or circle. And, like, those are all, like, different tenets of art, like, shape and, like, movement and measurement. Like, it's a very strange question. It is. And it's, like, every person you talk to has a different definition, especially mm -hmm. artists and designers. I think um, where I differentiate a lot of this stuff is fine art. Mm -hmm. versus art and I couldn't even yeah. give you like a direct definition of what I mean by that but my definition for art just involves like if it conjures any sort of emotion from you like mm -hmm. a piece you're looking at that has been labeled by an artist as art like if I gave you something mm -hmm. and said this is art if you responded to that design or that painting or that poem and you were like oh this is the worst thing I've ever seen I hate it I want to go like write something so much better than this like you'd still be having like a visceral emotional response to that true. so it's still art true 
That's interesting because in my research, when I was like, what is art? What do the other people think art is? Somebody said artists move people, yep. incite new ideas and questions, ignites excitement. And it says artists think from their hearts. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's very accurate. I think um, even like quote unquote bad art, which is crazy we were just talking about like that, yeah. but like even that kind of art like if you're still talking about it like if me and you were to go see a painting and we both really thought it was just the ugliest painting in the world we'd probably go talk about that Mm -hmm. afterwards and there's like such a point to be made there like it's still creating conversation from people who like deem themselves as artists who still enjoy like creating things and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so it's still like very valuable as a piece of art you know yeah I agree I have to drop this quote in here because I think it's so good. And it's by Tolstoy. And he says, art is the activity by which a person having experienced an emotion intentionally transmits it to others. Wow. So do you think Duchamp, his thing was art? Mm. Because he's not really. Well, he incites an emotion, though, and creates kind of like this movement. I think it's art. Well, I also think it matters how the person creating it, like, Mm. What their intention is. Their intention, the reason, and the reason why they did things. Like, I agree. I think if he was someone who had never shown any interest in art before and then submitted a urinal to an art competition. I feel like that would be an insult. Yeah, that w- that's definitely more of an insult than, like, actually trying to create art. So I think you should, like, any conversation about that, like, someone who, like, doesn't care about this, like, mm-hmm. art form, I guess, or doesn't care about any artwork in general, like that you could kind of throw out but even then it's like how do you how do you and I get to decide who actually cares about art or not you know yeah like it's very it's a very uh philosophical question it is I think I saw this other thing online that said art is very integral to different cultures which Mm. I think is interesting because you have like paper swans in Japan and like that kind of thing and art just allows you, like, all these different cultural practices to go ar- all around the world without losing their identity, which I think is really interesting. And, like, ceramics has been around for... Mm-hmm. For so long. Ages and ages so and ages. Long. And that's a really interesting art form, too, I think. Um, I mean, this is a little off topic, but when I took ceramics, like, it's crazy, like, to want to create something that's, like, just as functional as it is beautiful Mm -hmm. so like when you're creating like a teapot or something like yes like you want it to look ornate and you want it to like have a fun design but at the same time you have to put as just as much thought into that as you do about like how is this gonna feel in my hand when I'm pouring something like is the is the bowl itself on the teapot is the snout on the I don't know if I'm like using the correct terminology for this but it's like pouring snout or whatever is that taller than the amount of water you can fill up so it doesn't spill or you know like yeah some art is just so functional exactly some art you have to think about the functionality and then some of Mm -hmm. it you don't yeah like the like the duchamp 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 i'm not sure uh like that's not meant to be any sort of functional piece of anything right he was just making a statement with that a bold one but like that's another thing art makes statements like it is Art has to be one of the broadest words it's, in history. It is definitely an umbrella term for so many things. And it's crazy because I think, um, like, when I think to myself in high school and, like, when I first start, or pff, 
I don't know, maybe, like, middle school first started getting, like, super interested in the arts. Like, the only thing you think of, you're, like, okay, music. Yeah. Writing and visual arts. Yep. Or, like, painting or mm-hmm. something. Like, that's drawing. it. They're yeah. drawing. But it expands so much more. There's so many little niches you can go into. And then there's niches inside of your niches. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's so cool. It's such a – it's a, like, noun and a verb and an adjective. It's, yeah. it's all – it's everything. It's literally everything. It's interesting to think that we're getting our Bachelor of Fine Arts in graphic design. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I oh, my gosh. that's so interesting. I didn't know that. Wait, so is our diploma going to say, like, fine arts? Yeah, it's like a BFA of graphic design. Isn't that oh so my God, cool? Oh, my God, Wait, I knew that. I have BFA on my resume and stuff. That's so okay. funny. It's the That's late so night funny. hour. Yeah, 9.30 starting to hit me. Um, which, speaking of, would you like to tell me why graphic design matters? Uh, yes. Maybe we'll finish it out after the ad break? Yes. Sounds good. What? So why does why does graphic design matter while we're talking about the arts? Yeah. And why it matters. Yeah. So graphic design is a form of communication, which sounds silly, but it is. Like No, it is for you're sure. You're communicating from like a brand or a company to the people. So it's not just about aesthetics. It's the fundamental of marketing because people are really swayed by visual experiences. Mm-hmm. And so I saw this quote. I've been <laughs> qu- you and quotes no, today. No, and we have the quote identification hitting. game later. Quotes just hit different. Big quote today. When that when somebody can word what I'm trying to say, but concisely, I'm like, let me write that down. But this, I don't know who said it, but they said, if you're in a business, you're in the business of graphic design because everybody needs it. I was actually thinking during the pandemic, I was like, if this were to, if we just were so unlucky that this were to strike in our lives again, we would not be out of a job. Like even in a pandemic, you would need stuff to because say everything started rebranding for exactly. COVID and that they, but they also need like social media posts saying we're closed or like yeah signed, like things like that like yeah. everyone needs graphic design and it's kind of like are you going to go hire somebody or are you going to do it in-house but think about too like sp- talking specifically about COVID like think how many like commercials you saw about covid where they were like they were like kind of animated and had like a very calm serene feel and then all the posters you would see about covid or washing your hands those like those had to be visual because you don't know the reading level right of everyone around you so you're gonna have icons you're gonna have images you're gonna want to conjure that same like calm like but authoritative Mm -hmm. like voice there's definitely a vibe it sounds so unprofessional or like unprofessional so to say the words things are just vibes but it's that's what it is is um and what like if we started saying aura instead the aura, aura of this piece is chill and cool <laughs> that would be that would make us sound more professional i think i'm gonna put vibes. that in my uh annotated bibliography for That's our perfect. history <laughs> the aura is nice love the vibe of this um kind of what you kind of what you just went off of like the first impression of brands stick with consumers and set a tone that's literally what you just said call back to tropicana literally yeah. call back to tropicana yeah it's like what does their design like how do they make you feel like if you go on a homepage of a website is it making you happy is it making mm-hmm. you sad are like, you confused are you getting frustrated right are there like sleek designs with like black like fancy fonts or is it like colorful with more fun fonts because those both go yeah. off different vibes like if you look at a uh, website for 
a fancy hotel in comparison to like mm-hmm. a kid's summer camp. Yes, it's totally You're going to want them to look different. Exactly. You know what is about to be different? Oh, that might be my worst segue yet. That was bad. It was pretty bad. It's okay. We do it off the cuff, so (laughs) take us Um, to the ads. We are about to enjoy a song I really love um, called Queen by PHF featuring Claro. And after that, we will finish out some graphic design talk with everyone. And then we're going to talk a little bit about that song. So enjoy Queen. This is Saturation Italicized on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. As you should know, I am Lee. And I am Lauren. And it's a mighty spooky night in Auburn tonight, I noticed. Yeah, it kind of was. a little rainy. It's very chilly. I feel like I'm going to see the um, like pumpkin head man running around, the one on the horse. <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. But Midnight Rider? I have no idea. But just picturing that running along <laughs> the Haley Concourse is quite the sight. The pumpkin night of Auburn. But Lee, we need to get into back into why does graphic design matter? Well, why does it? Well, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Some of them being effective communication. Because like I said earlier, people comprehend visuals a lot faster than they do words. Yeah, even when we're growing up, when we're babies, when you're teaching a baby how to say words, you show them a picture of an apple. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, apple yeah and like visualizing you can condense a lot of information into such little things like think about like in the gym when there's like signs on how to wash your hands and stuff or like in the gym when um like at crunch they have the instructions on how to use everything yeah and they have like pictures because you don't want to read that i want to say some of them have like the reflective thing that if you move your head it actually shows you like the movement Mm. of your body i think a couple of them do interesting um Studies show that infographics, which are just like I love visuals and text, they're three times more engaging than just a text graphic. No, that's so real though, because like the amount of infographics I saw at the beginning of COVID, yeah. oh my gosh. But like I would read through all of them because if there was a fun little graph with like some nice like soothing colors to look at, you better believe I'm going to read that graph. Exactly. I'm going to figure out what's going on. Exactly. So long story short, Graphic design is just storytelling. They communicate the brand's story to current and future clients. You know what else I think graphic design is? What? I think it's problem solving. Totally. That's it's th- creativity so in itself is so much problem solving. Well, something I think that is like kind of specific to design is with take painting, for mm-hmm. example. Like, yes, you're kind of solving the problem of like the message you're trying to get across and also how you want to display that. Right. But graphic design is someone else giving you a problem and saying, you need to now make this. this like visually appealing. Yes. It's like difficult. you're going to get clients who are like, okay, I am a mattress store. Um, and people need to know that you can get a mattress for like a thousand dollars or however much a mattress is. But they also need to know the return policy and the warranty and this and that. So can you make me like an advertisement for that? Like a billboard? Exactly. And it's like you have to decide how to make that look visually pleasing in a way that people are going to like stop and take time out of their day to look at it. Right. Steve Jobs, you know, co-founder of Apple, he said, design is not just what it looks like and feels like. Design is how it works. So that's how we're closing this. Graphic design is how it works and it's storytelling. 
And it's all the other things we've mentioned. You've had some really good quotes tonight. We should write these down somewhere. Thank you. Like. I mean, there's a reason I wrote them down after my research. They had to be referred <laughs> yeah, to again. Yeah, I guess they're already written down. But we'll keep up with them. But I'll now, remember them. They're inspiring. We take over from here. What are you talking about today? I wanted to talk about that little song we just listened to, Queen oh, by PHF. So you heard it in the studio. I think I played it for you a couple of times. Yes. But what do you think? What what aura really, vibe does it conjure in mm, you? I wasn't expecting this question, but it almost gives like ethereal vibes. Just yeah, the way that a little the out voice, of body. Yes. A little out of body. It just is kind of. I don't think serene is the right word. It's like, is grungy Serene a thing? Are those two, is that an oxymoron? I feel like it, I understand what you're saying. So I don't think it's an oxymoron. It's definitely kind of, like, yeah, I think out of body would be the best way I could describe it. But it very much feels like, like that voice in the back of your head. Mm -hmm. Like, but obviously in a musical and like pleasant way to listen to. I really like that song. I've been really getting into that band recently. They have a ton of other cool songs like um, Glue is really good. You're an Excuse I really liked. Um, both of which I believe are on albums of the design I would like to talk about. Or the, I don't know if I worded that correctly. Um, <laughs> the albums I would like to talk about would be... Um, Nine Millimeters first, mm-hmm. which is actually the album that Queen appeared on. It was made in 2016. And one of the reasons I listened to this song for the first time, it uh, popped up on my Discover Weekly. And I saw Clara was in it, but I'm not the, the biggest Clara fan. Um, this is when she started to do a bit more grungy stuff a little bit, um, specifically like on the side with her features, as we just heard. Mm-hmm. Um but what really caught my eye about this album was the album design. I thought it was like, like it was made by a graphic designer. Yeah, it's, for sure. I have no, I have nothing against the album design that has like a photo and then the words on it, especially if it has some good photo treatment, if it has a good composition, if it has some like memorable type on it. But I definitely see that a lot. Yeah. I And that's fine. But this album is so type heavy that uh i don't know if you have a picture pulled up we will post a picture on the instagram oh my gosh which i've forgotten to plug the whole show everyone go follow our instagram it's saturation.italicized um yeah and we will post these albums after the show but it's incredibly type heavy and it um resembles a traditional cd cover Mm -hmm. even though it's just a square image that you would see on spotify or something and on the binder mark where the uh, like binder of a CD would be, it has in very thick, very stretched font um, the band name PHF, which I don't know what that stands for. I would love to know. I should look into that. But it's very stretched. It's kind of breaking the rules of design a little bit. But it is so contrast heavy and so stylized that I think it just really works. The album background is completely white. The type is bold. The type is black, um, partially italicized. And it catches your eye so automatically. The hierarchy on this album is in- insane. Outside of the label on the binding, there is a list of what would have been the back of all the songs on that album. They, I believe, are in that same font in just a different weight. It's um, a lot lighter, easier to read, um, a little less important than the album and the band name. And then one of the last elements I actually 
notice, which I don't know if this is necessarily what they wanted. Maybe it's just because I'm really drawn to the type on this album. But there is a picture of what looks like the band. It looks like a very um, kind of old, kind of vintage, like very grainy, maybe a little security cam kind of vibe on this photo. And it's so simple, everything they chose to include on this album cover, but it just works so well together. It's honestly really beautiful. I would print it off. I would hang it up. I, I think it's wonderful. And it even has a little icon element of a little very simply drawn rose in one spot, which I love a good icon. I, I used so many icons elements on my last project. They're just lovely. They They're are. truly like little like final touches on designs. It's like decorations that I think are acceptable. <laughs> It, but it also serves a purpose, I think, sometimes. Like, that one choice of putting the rose on there adds, like, an illustrative element to this design where it would have just been type-in photo. That's true. I do really like it. So I really appreciate that. Um, I think it's a beautiful album design cover. I really urge y'all to check it out. Tell me what you think. It is uh, 9 millimeters or 9mm by PHF. Um, and I hope y'all enjoyed the song, too. And I also hope... Y'all will enjoy this next song, which was picked out by our lovely host, Lauren. Would you like to introduce it? I kind of forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> we will be playing Scar Tissue yes. by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Enjoy. This is uh, Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am Lee. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jackson. And that's Jackson. We have a surprise guest today for the quote identification identification game. <laughs> but I have a fun fact I have to share. Okay, what's P-H-F up? PHF stands for perfect hair forever. That no is way. the most like punk 30-year-old thing I've I ever know. heard before. I love it though. Okay, but now now we can play the, the game. Okay, so Jackson, how you play this game? I'm going to give you quotes by famous writers. This week it's writers, and then I'm going to give you three options of who you think it is, and y'all can both play. So well, you I can, mean, gee, I would hope so. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to, Lauren. Do you have out. a buzzer? No buzzer. Oh, no. No you buzzer. Just, you just answer. You guess, and then... Should we have a buzzer? I don't know how we would incorporate a we buzzer. Use a hand sanitizer. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. Squirts the hand sanitizer. I know y'all are both just going to be guessing of which yeah, one you... Who right. you think said this, you're but right. if you want to buzz in, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? I'm trying to, yeah. Okay, okay. First question, no, yes. Kiss me and you will see how important I am. Do you think Sappho said that? Do you think Sylvia Plath said that? Or do you think Joyce Carol Oates said that? And I can repeat the quote if you want. I think Sappho said that. I think Sylvia Plath said that. One of you was right and one of you was wrong. And it was me. You were wrong. You're right, you were wrong. I was right? Yeah, it was Sylvia Plath. That was the only author I knew on that list. Okay, Sapphos was a good guess, though. I put her on there because I thought it sounded like a Sapphos quote. Mm, okay. She's yeah. where the term sapphic comes from. If Can you, you define that for me? Um, rom romantic. <laughs> romantic. And uh, next quote. Okay. Our heads are round, so thought can change direction. Do you think Allen Ginsberg said that, Walt Whitman, or Langston Hughes? Can you say the quote again? 
Our heads are round, so thought can change direction. It's got to be Hughes. It's got to be? Really? Can you read the names again? Hughes, Whitman, and what's the other one? Allen Ginsberg. Well, isn't Hughes the one that said the roads that less traveled by? That's no, Robert that's Robert Frost. Frost. That's Frost? Yeah, and I'm pretty I, sure what am I thinking of? Frost is like British. Langston Hughes was like around in like the America in the read. 50s or 60s or yeah. something. This is not the game for me. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's Whitman. You think it was Whitman? Y'all both stink what? at this game. I thought Jackson, w- you really stink. You're 0 for 2 right now. I thought it was maybe I'm like transcendentalism, <laughs> like change in thought. No, Thoughts again, change directions. I kind of put. Did you trick us again? I yeah, I put Whitman on there because I thought it sounded like a Whitman quote. Right. But no, it's Ginsburg. And if you haven't read any of his poetry before, it's really good. I really like it. I would suggest checking it out. Go to that at poetryfoundation.com. They have some good ones. All right, third and final question. It's worth all the marbles. Okay. Always do sober what you said you'd do drunk. That will teach you to keep your mouth shut. Do you think Charles Bukowski said that? William Carlos Williams said that? Or Ernest Hemingway? Ernest Hemingway. Can you repeat the quote? (laughs) (laughs) Always do sober what you said you'd do drunk. That will teach you to keep your mouth shut. Some sage words of wisdom. This really spoke to me tonight, but um, I I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to guess that one. Hemingway, Bukowski, or William Carlos Williams? Was it Bukowski? No. Hemingway. It was Hemingway. Yes. (laughs) It didn't sound like Charles Bukowski or William Carlos Williams. I don't think I've ever read anything by Bukowski Really? I have like a Pinterest board with some of his stuff on there. Really? Maybe that'll come next week. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. But doesn't Hemingway have a history of drinking? Yeah, he was like a heavy alcoholic. That's what that's Honestly, what like me. I think he might have died because of his alcohol use. Let's see. A little quick Google search. Just remember a lot of drinking and a farewell to arms. Oh my oh my gosh. He almost died in nineteen fifty four after two plane crashes on successive days. Jeez. Oh my what are the odds of that happening? I wonder, I wonder. Oh, oh, wait, now I'm seeing how he, oh. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think I can say on air how he died. I think that would really bring the vibes down. On what was such a lovely podcast tonight. So lovely. Jackson, did you learn anything from the quote identification game? I learned that I have no culture, so I will be reading more <laughs> poetry from now on. <laughs> You can come on next week and, like, redeem yourself. Sure. I hope these games become a weekly event. They are. I mean, we're we're two weeks in a row. That's true. What's the third? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, those are the topics we had planned for today. How was, how was y'all's days? <laughs> My day was long. Long. Did you do any fun design projects? I worked on my album cover design oh tell us about that actually this is really applicable because we played that rainbow kitten surprise song not too long ago yeah that's true um i'm designing a rainbow kitten surprise album for my image two class for graphic design so it's a four thousand level class sounds very scary when you think about it like that but it's fun i'm so upset i haven't done album design yet i know it's crazy don't bother me i'm gonna fix it (laughs) 
How was your day? <laughs> Mike was <laughs> having um, some technical difficulties. <laughs> just a little bit. The last three minutes of this show are just just like trying to get through the jungle. Um, how was my day? Why don't you tell the listeners about your dog? Oh my gosh, y'all. Okay. So I have this dog named Pepper. It's not a dog. It's a horse. She is a horse. She's a Great Dane. She is the cutest and sweetest dog in the whole world. And actually, for my photo design class, I took some pictures of her. Do you know how hard it is to take pictures of a running dog on a film camera? How hard? Too hard. I think out of like maybe like 24 pictures of her, two came out or something. Jeez. Yeah, photo design's really fun. But yeah, she looks adorable in them, and she looks ginormous. And she is officially like at least two inches taller than me now. Yeah, I don't doubt that. She's so big. You said Great Dane? Oh, I turned your mic off. Hold up. Yes, I have a Great Dane puppy. Uh-huh. Yeah, her name's Pepper. She doesn't look like a puppy, though, but she acts like a puppy. Mm. Yeah, so it's just a little bit scary. Today <laughs> I came home and she had ripped up like a good half of my room, which was so nice. So nice to come home to. But yeah, I mean, she's the light of my life. I truly love her. I'll post a picture of Pepper on the Instagram. If only Pepper could be featured on the show. <laughs> well, uh, she's guest starring next week, actually. She's going to play the quote identification game with us. Mm. She'll probably win. Well, with that, I'm actually I'm going to go hang out with my dog now and do homework. Do more design homework. Yeah. Because it's not enough to stop. just do it throughout the day. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. Hope to see you next week on The Village's Favorite Podcast. Y'all have a great day. Bro, I ran out of, oh. Thank you for listening. This was Saturation Italicized with your hosts, Lauren and Lee. Tune in next week at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for more art and design discussion. And follow our Instagram at saturation.italicized 